0: You're listening to Geeks Unleashed,
1: a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture.
0: I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London.
1: And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Uh, hello, welcome to Geeks
0: Unleashed, this is episode
1: 106. Woo! All right, so before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We would also appreciate it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel uh, so you get more updates when we post more episodes. Also, if you are listening on your favorite Podcast platform. We appreciate that as well. We would also love it if you would leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast, PodChaser, or
0: Spotify. Also, we would appreciate it very kindly if you were to donate some cash. So, ko <laughs> is open and ready to receive.
1: Every uh, little bit helps.
0: So we appreciate any anything and um, that you are able to give us and uh, help us on our merry way as a uh, season of giving
1: yeah indeed <laughs> so, uh,
0: we give you we give you content you give us cash that's how
1: that's how this works <laughs> <All> right, <yeah.
0: laughs> um so uh we're gonna do a double bill today yep. another break. one another one yeah we're gonna we're gonna double them out until the year is finished so mm-hmm. and uh, before we jump into it just uh how you've been you're all right.
1: Yeah, I actually did. Uh, my best friend got married last week, so I had a whole bunch of wedding festivities to attend to. So oh, it's nice that. to not be working, but uh, it was very busy, but fun. Fun to do wedding stuff. So
0: so you've had Thanksgiving and you've had uh, a wedding.
1: Yeah, it's been a really busy two weeks, and I am very glad that everyone has left town and I am back to like my normal routine. <laughs> it was very difficult to uh do all of that entertaining so close together at least for someone who's like an introvert like me (laughs) you're
0: not an introvert
1: I am totally an introvert
0: I mean you talk for like an hour on here
1: well yeah but I'm just talking to you so it's fine Uh,
0: oh we're not (laughs) worried about the the listeners
1: (laughs) no because I can't see them
0: (laughs) all the watchers.
1: I mean I can't see them either so they can see me but I can't see them so it's all good
0: did you like that little um, uh, meme thing I sent you, the uh, Happy Treason Day?
1: Oh, yeah. I showed that to my dad, and my dad got such a kick out of that on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I yeah, was Yeah, what was
1: it, something about you ungrateful treasonous bastards or something like no, that?
0: I, 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 no, happy, no, it didn't swear. But, um, it said, Happy Treason Day, ungrateful col- 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 colon- colon- colonels. <laughs> Colonials, colonials. So, yeah, that's uh,
1: what Mark sent me on Thanksgiving. Uh, since uh, yeah. you know, he's he's still bitter about us leaving, <laughs> yeah. leaving them. So we're we're treasonous colonials.
0: <laughs> you could have been the United States of Britain.
1: <laughs> we're good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's got a much better ring to it. Amen. I disagree. Dis-
1: United States disagree. Of
0: disagree. I, Yeah, that, I, I think I think you guys should rethink uh, that. That whole Thanksgiving thing.
1: The United States of England.
0: Yeah, yeah. what well, no, Britain? Britain, great Britain, Britain, Britain.
1: No, nah.
0: Or well, great states of America, something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so obviously I I generally tease Jasmine most Thanksgiving, so I send her something similar every year.
1: Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much
0: i also am nice and say happy thanksgiving too but i, I do after drugs. after yeah. you get the jab
1: in then you're like yeah. oh, okay okay happy thanksgiving yeah, yeah. <laughs> um
0: anyway i actually rang you and you rang your dad I think
1: uh yeah i think you did i can't remember
0: yeah. yeah no i did i'm pretty sure i called you and you were there so um i got confused i was like is it thanksgiving you're like yeah i was like okay good. i was like, just checking in case i got the day wrong So, um anyway um I've had no weddings or no Thanksgivings, but but I you have, have had World Cup. We are we are doing slightly better than yourselves. Uh, yeah, so, I mean
1: to be expected.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you guys are probably like kicking that ball around, thinking like, "Why are we not holding it in our hands?"
1: Well, it's uh, the men that have the problem.
0: The women do really, really well when it comes to World Cup. So I don't the, know. The, the women do really well over here. So yeah, uh, the we won. The women won the Euros last year. Uh, the the men have struggled with that for quite some time yeah so, yeah um anyway uh we are well we we are on our way to play france on saturday so yeah. gotta say a room for so france that. on that one <laughs> thanks uh
1: for the, if you're uh, just listening i wish you could see mark's face
0: <laughs> i'd just like to let you know i'm not room for france so.
1: <laughs> i don't think you're allowed to
0: whilst i whilst i hope they lose um i I hope they lose with dignity uh (laughs) and uh and i hope we win six nil wow okay (laughs) uh no we won't it'll be tight. i reckon could be like three two or something yeah that's probably that's probably more likely
1: i think the people that i'm gonna get behind i'm i'm gonna get behind japan and south korea to, why um, do you just get behind England? I mean uh, no I can't like, do that. I can't do that. Well
0: I mean England
1: you know, and Germany are the two teams I won't root for when it comes to World Cup stuff.
0: Sorry. Why? Because
1: they're so good. Uh no, because they're just so annoying.
0: <laughs> Plus,
1: I like to pull for the underdogs. So I'm, I'm pulling I mean, for Japan and Korea.
0: Japan's not really an underdog. Like they, they are I mean, nobody big. thought
1: that they were gonna beat Spain.
0: I I, I thought they did. But so, uh, anyway, uh, I was sad for Australia. I was disappointed that they got kicked out.
1: Uh, I mean, I wasn't because I'm a Messi fan, so I like I, I I wanted to see Messi do well.
0: Yeah, so so, so did my daughter, my eight year old. She was like rooting really on Messi. Yeah. So, I find it crazy that my kids are way more into football than I am. So yeah.
1: I mean, you got to get with the program, man.
0: I know. I know. They they loved it. They love it. Like,
1: Listen, when I, when I come to London, eventually at some point in my lifetime, like we're going to, we're going to ignore you you completely and I'm going to take your girls to a Chelsea game.
0: But We we went to a Chelsea game last uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Chelsea Chelsea women's team.
1: No, I'm going to go to the men's team. I I, I really want to, I wish I had gotten over there while my, my boy DDA was still playing for Chelsea. Why
0: don't you come next year? Like that'd be that'd be brilliant. We we met this year in New York, so we'll see you again in in London next in a
1: year. year. So we're just gonna make this a yearly tradition now. That it took us ten years to meet in the first place, and now we're gonna meet up every year.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> why not? Like 2023, you should definitely come to London.
1: All okay, right. I'm gonna see what I can do.
0: So bring Fable and Herman, you know, right.
1: <laughs> I'll Bring uh, the whole Bad Batch. Yeah. We'll just we'll just charter a flight. It'll be good.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't see any of them coming, but you, you, <laughs> I can see you coming. Um, so uh, you probably would want to come in the summer months, but if you want to see Chelsea play, probably, oh, I can't remember where it finishes now. But well, I
1: am going to be in Europe in May, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I can spend. How long for? Uh, two weeks.
0: All oh, right. What, what yeah. part of Europe? I don't know this
1: i'm doing italy croatia and greece oh and why england uh because it's a it started as a work trip like i i won a trip to italy and so oh, okay. we just kind of are tacking on some other things to italy
0: Tacking on, huh you may as well tack england
1: on i'm gonna see i'm gonna try i'm gonna try yeah, as well
0: like all flying early, like. <laughs> um uh, i'll pick you up from the airport although i don't live near london though so i don't know if you'd want to stay here or not but well, um we'll see. so anyway um other than that i've been pretty much watching christmas type content i decided to try and be a bit more christmasy this year
1: yeah i need to <laughs> but, decorate i i went and bought christmas well like i went with my mom to buy a christmas tree for like my parents house but uh i have not pulled out any of my decorations yet
0: well you got hurry up it's 6th of december
1: yeah I know my my Christmas tree I have a fake one and it's black and so I was like ah, I guess I'll just pull out my black tree this year
0: uh we've got two trees like one is a fake one now like and then they got this one here behind me which you guys can't see yeah cute. the one you, you guys real... cut
1: down those were cute pictures
0: yeah so we cut down a real tree we didn't cut it down but we pointed one at you one
1: pointed at it back. and someone else cut it down
0: yeah yeah you know let cut their own tree down um anyway so yeah what was it what have i watched oh i watched uh, last christmas with uh, amelia clark which uh, mm-hmm. was quite a nice film on netflix and um is literally completely predictable every, all of it but,
1: all of those christmas movies are
0: Well, i think every christmas movie is pretty much pre- predictable they're, yeah they're pre- i think these a lot of these sort of rom-com ones that are christmas films are literally rom-coms just set in december
1: yeah uh, like, <laughs> pretty much uh, pretty much they're set with like just christmas decorations like it's the same yeah. stuff
0: um before i start recording i'm halfway through uh love hard with uh Nina oh my Brock god
1: and... i love that movie
0: so i'm only halfway through it so i can't comment right now uh, yeah. i run out t- i run out of time before we start recording um but yo so
1: yang is so funny like he he was he's the funniest part of what the hell is that show called it was one of the first episodes we ever did Space Force. He's so funny oh, in Space
0: Force. Yeah, that, that was his first episode. Yeah. That was the first episode we did. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Talk about sure taking was, it way, way back. I'm pretty sure that was the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to check, but I'm pretty sure that was the first episode. <laughs> yeah, because um, we did
1: Space Force and Joker? We did a Joker book? Pretty sure. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was a comic or something, but yeah. Yeah. So uh so i was sharing like on the, on the instagram christmas movies i'm up to day five so far uh so number one had to be die hard which yes. strangely enough nina's character in love hard loves die hard yes uh, which i was pretty pleased about so. you know
1: one of our one of our podcasting buddies the brothers in armchairs they posted they have this ornament that they put on their Christmas tree, and it is oh, literally the, the ornament of Bruce Willis in the air ducts, like from Die Hard, and it lights yeah. up and everything, like the little cigarette lighter. I was like, "Oh my god, that is so cool!"
0: No, do you know what? I went on to Instagram? You know when something Instagram just jumps? Yeah, like, yeah. I saw, I saw it for like a split second before it jumps. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, what was that?" Like, yeah. I have to now, now. Thanks, for, I'm glad you saw that. So, so for day one, I posted Die Hard, and I was like, mm-hmm. I had to follow it up with Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah. which is also set at Christmas. Uh, Very true. Uh, is a Christmas movie. So, it counts. Uh, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Leave weapon is a this Christmas movie. Count it. Uh, and then I watched, um, so I asked you for a list of films so I could make sure uh, I was uh, not just choosing my own Christmas movies. Um, so Klaus, which I watched for the first time so a couple of days ago so my wife said she's seen it like 20 times and I yeah. was like I, I was like oh let's put it on she's like I've told you about this film for ages like,
1: it's so good everybody should check that out. if you haven't seen it it's a Netflix original I think and it came out uh two or three years ago it's so good it the, so, the animation good. is so cool do
0: you know what I love about it it's like it's it's an origin film about Santa Claus but kind of not done like you think it's going to be an origin film like, right it's kind of like so slowly put together yeah and, and and Santa Claus isn't really the main character right so and but I love I love the slight uh, kind of the, the tweaks like that they put in because obviously the postman is the main character yeah and and how he cleverly over the film comes up with ideas of, about his character about about uh, about Santa Claus character for the children to, and it creates this air of mystery but he does it he does it with his own selfish motivation right but actually it creates this um sort of uh, you know, ign- you know um, mysterious sort of character right that, uh, over this course of time it doesn't just set up on day one and say right you know The the sleigh can fly the you know Santa Claus -hmm. knows everything. I just love how he just slightly slightly drops it in. Yeah, he's kind of
1: a prick at the beginning of the film, and then by the end of it, he's like this really cool character.
0: Well, I I mean, obviously, again, that was obviously going to happen, but because these films are like you say quite obvious where they're headed. Yeah, but it was done so nicely, and at the end, like the mysterious element, like how. I don't want to say too much here, but like how it all seemed quite grounded
1: mm-hmm.
0: until the end, and um, and I, I I thought because I thought to myself like, oh, what's going to happen now? Like when the, you know, in the last few minutes, like where we were going with it, and then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like now we are fully in the mythology of Santa Claus now. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I, I I really uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought the art was great, but the story and the mythology was really cool. And yeah. it was so subtly done. Oh, yeah. So, it is uh, yeah. to me
1: it's super underrated, but it is it's a really, really good film. Uh,
0: and then yeah, like I say, then I followed it up with Last Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. and then I I can't help but watch this every year, even though when it first came out I was five. Um so it is a TV movie. It was never a natural proper movie. It's the Christmas Toy by Jim Henderson. Doesn't and, it have uh, to be a
1: proper movie. The Charlie Brown movie is not a proper movie. It was always a well, TV
0: special. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I probably have seen. It. <sighs> I don't know. I, pro- I probably have seen it. Like as a kid, but I just don't remember it. So I'll try. I'll, I'll try and watch that. I'll try and watch that in December as well. Uh, I've decided basically I'm going to watch something Christmassy every uh, day. Um, even if I don't finish it, like like I say, I started Love hard earlier. I'll finish it tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, the Christmas toy with Rugby the Tiger. Uh, it's ba- it. ba- basically it's Toy Story.
1: Oh, but okay, okay.
0: It's, it's basically Toy Story before Toy Story was created. Yeah. Uh, it's like less than an hour long. It's like a long episode or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and basically, all these toys they come alive whenever the um, humans aren't around. Mm-hmm. And Rugby the Tiger is basically a selfish prick who. Uh, thinks that Christmas is all about him because okay. Christmas because the previous Christmas is all about him, so he thinks that every Christmas should be about him, and he can't fathom the idea that this Christmas the kids will get new toys. So they start an adventure to go to the living room from upstairs, and yeah, no, it's quite uh, you know it's one of those sort of I guess heartfelt children's films, and obviously uh, the, the children uh, sorry the toys go on an adventure of. Uh, throughout the house but an adventure in, in terms of uh, their own character development coming you know, coming, uh, you know into their own where rugby like, like the postman you know rugby evolves throughout the movie yeah. so but I, I I love that film like so Kermit the Frog introduces the movie okay. um, I actually had forgotten that as a kid but it's only so I hadn't seen this film until hadn't re-seen this film until like 10-15 years ago and I hadn't seen it like, since I was a kid until about like 15 years ago, and I've completely forgotten that Kermit was in it. So um, before we started, actually, I was reading about it. And actually, when they were re-releasing it, there was some licensing issues with Disney and they had to cut the Kermit bit out. Uh, oh. but, then, but then they, they since, uh, I think they put it back on Amazon now and the Kermit bit is back on. So, uh, but yeah, if you fancy watching it, like, here we go. It's uh, obviously for children. <laughs> But, like, you know, it is a nice Christmas film, though. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I watched the other day, and this is a Christmas TV special of a show that I love. I don't know if you ever watched it. And I watch this pretty much every year now. Um, You couldn't watch it without watching the first two seasons, though. So even though it's a TV special, you'd have to watch seasons one and two of Timeless. Uh, Do you remember Timeless?
1: I have heard of Timeless, yeah.
0: So, time has got cancelled after two seasons, but the fans really rallied around it because it got cancelled on the cliffhanger. And um, it, they brought it back for at Christmas for a two-hour Christmas special. Okay. Uh, and it was basically, again, it was basically they just made it set at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, when season two ends, because it's a time travel show, when season two ends, um, one of the main cast has been killed off all of a sudden, the time machine from the future comes, and two of the main characters walk out of the time machine, like real, like like they'd almost come out of some sort of war, and um, and the season, uh, the t- Christmas special picks up where that left off, and they're basically telling them what they've got to do to save the other guy, and they're like, "Look, we'll leave <clears> you of <throat> our time machine, um, we'll take yours," and as they're going to get into theirs, they turn around, they're like, "Merry Christmas," by the way, <laughs> and I, I was like. If if they hadn't have been cancelled, they knew it would have said that. Like but they just threw in some little Christmas tweaks throughout yeah, the yeah. course. like and um, I remember the show ends with like the two of the main characters underneath the mistletoe. So I thought it was quite a, it was a nice thing to do for the fans, bringing it back yeah. as a Christmas special. So
1: have you watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special?
0: I have, yeah. Have you?
1: No, I have not, not yet. It's
0: hilarious. Is it
1: hilarious. that might be yeah. my my weekend festivities?
0: It's really funny. Like, honestly, um, Kevin Bacon, what a sport to (laughs) to play himself. (laughs) Like, (sighs) oh, there's a scene in it where he does voices of Batman. Like, (laughs) uh, yeah, there's a Batman reference, basically, which I think is great considering where James Gunn is now.
1: That is too funny.
0: So um yeah, you know, I would love to meet Kevin Bacon. So I hope I hope he's not a prick. I hope he's a nice guy. I don't. I don't.
1: I have not heard any like bad stories about him. So yeah,
0: no, it's just you know, like you get certain celebrities, you think I bet there's such nice people. Yeah, like he seems like he's a nice guy. So I would be really disappointed if he wasn't. So like, I'd be so let down. <laughs> Um anyway, but that's kind of like all I've been doing really, sport and Christmas stuff. So I've kind of not really watched much TV. Yeah,
1: me neither. I haven't had time. So this is like last night was the first day where I didn't have to actually see anyone. (laughs) So uh I just am I I don't have I don't know. I, I there are some Christmas things I need to watch, but they I haven't had the chance yet but plenty of time now, so it's all good. Well,
0: watch a Christmas toy um, from 1986 <laughs> and um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, just
1: I'm probably going to check out Guardians of the Galaxy. one thing I would say is
0: it's quite funny with Group how they clearly dropped the CGI and just put Man in a costume. So.
1: <laughs> Did they really?
0: That's what it looked like to me, yeah. well. So. <laughs> They clearly just didn't want to spend any money like, yeah. on him. He's not really in it. Groot's not really in it. So I think the the, the passing moments on Groot clearly are just a man in a tree costume. <laughs> <laughs> Was that intentional, I wonder? Well, I imagine that they probably didn't care because like it's a TV special not an actual movie. So. Oh,
1: maybe. So what, is it only like an hour long?
0: 50 minutes or something. Oh, Okay it's it's really quick honestly like yeah. I, i'd watch it again because i was a bit like oh it's over
1: so, yeah okay um
0: you kind of almost don't get distracted like because it's, it's too it short is. yeah it's too short yeah it's probably not even 50 minutes probably like 45 minutes in titles so. okay um but yeah do it go so anyway is there anything you want to add or should we uh jump into
1: it nope that was our christmas catch-up okay Woo!
0: Men in Black 1997 came out, uh, sorry, (coughs) based on Men in Black by Lowell, Lowell Cunningham. From what I remember, actually, about Men in Black, it was owned by Malibu Comics and uh, I have a bit of this up but I remember it was owned by Malibu Comics of Marvel actually bought Malibu Comics so mm,
1: yeah because um, at the beginning of the film which I don't remember when I first watched this as a kid but like the beginning of the film it says based on the, the Men in Black from Marvel Comics
0: yeah so I, oh. I, I think I think they I, I would be pretty sure that they bought Malibu just so they could get this so. mm. uh, anyways, like,
1: smart move this made a lot yeah. of money <laughs> and,
0: uh, and they, did, they didn't do it much with Malibu so they, they mm-hmm. had bought Malibu and they, I think they made comics of Malibu for like another year, year and a half. And I read some of the Malibu comics at the time, like the All New Exiles and Ultra Force and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember this coming out around that time. Um, so anyway, uh, it's written by Ed Solomon, directed by Barry Solomonfield, And it starred a really, really good cast. Yeah. So Tommy Lee Jones, who is always Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, who actually is always Will Smith. <laughs> uh, Linda Florentino, I think. And do you know what? I did not realize this was him until we were doing this. Vincent uh, D'Offino and Rip Tom, so as Zed. Uh, this came out in uh, on the 2nd of July, 1997. Which oh, is year... the summer
1: blockbuster.
0: Uh, it was the year I left school. Left
1: school. Left school high school?
0: Yeah, high school yeah. Okay. Uh, sixteen olds, so.
1: Ah. Uh,
0: senior school, we call it.
1: Oh, okay, I was going to say sixteen. Though that's not that's not old enough.
0: No, I went to college afterwards, but like, oh, I left senior school. Anyway, so running time ninety eight minutes. Budget was ninety million U S dollars, and it made <laughs> t- shy of six hundred million U S dollars.
1: Yes, it made a crap ton of money. So
0: especially for 97 that That was pretty huge so summary the MIB is a secret organization that monitors and polices the aliens these polices these aliens and uses neuralizers to erase the memories of anyone who witnesses alien activities James who is uh Will Smith uh agrees to join taking a new identity as Agent J and his civilian identity is erased from government records One thing I always thought before we move on to that is government records. But what do they do? Find every single person that he's ever known and neuralize them? Because I just can't see that. Like,
1: but they probably only recruit people that have a very small circle anyway. I can't imagine that they're going to recruit a guy that's got seven siblings.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't know. Like, they just—they don't go into it. They don't say like.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just implied that he was kind of a loner already. Yeah. So So, yeah, maybe,
0: maybe, yeah, maybe that was it. So yeah. Anyway um all the way back to nineteen ninety-seven, I went and saw this at the cinema. Yeah. And this is like Will Smith's peak fame. He stuck his name on anything it would it would do well, other than Wild Wild West. Literally, you stuck his name on something and it was like a guaranteed box office smash anyway.
1: Pretty much. And
0: and like Tommy B. Jones is a big name. So just.
1: but this was uh, like one of the first times we got to see Tommy B. Jones do something like funny.
0: he's still himself like he has the humor part, yeah. so um anyway, did you think this movie was cool? That, I, that,
1: that, of that. course I did. Like, of course I did. And Will Smith had a song on the soundtrack. He had the like oh, no. the main song for the come on. it was it oh, was what track, every kid now. wanted.
0: I love that track even now. Oh,
1: yeah. right?
0: um, and the video, like,
1: like that was back in the day when music videos were so cool and they had the aliens like as backup singers in the music video. Come on, this this whole thing was such a production. It was so great.
0: Do you remember um, he did a film? I just want to check actually when it came out. It was, uh, I think it's called Empire State.
1: Enemy of the State? Uh, yeah, enemy of the state. Yeah,
0: yeah. Enemy my god, of enemy
1: of the state is so good. Ah, Tony. Uh, oh, geez, Tony Scott used to be my favorite director before he died. Like, I love pretty much all of Tony Scott's films.
0: So basically, I remember when Enemy of the State came out, they they asked him a question. They said because they said, "Are you going to make a track for this film?" Because they were referring to obviously Men in Black and Wild Wild West. How? Yeah. Uh, basically, he was kind of like. You know, um, <laughs> i was just thinking of something that you won't get um like there's a british comedy over here where they make uh, jokes about an english actor who back in like the 80s used to be the star of the tv show he'd write the theme tune sing the theme tune uh it was all very cheesy 80s and kind of like will smith was basically your version of that uh-huh. like he would be the star he'd be the producer it's like a
1: one-man the- show yeah yeah
0: like you know but anyway, I remember them asking him the a question when he did Enemy of the State, like, would you make a song for this? And he did say something along the lines of, I don't, remember, I, don't, I don't even need to look it up. I always remember him saying that there are some movies you make songs and music videos for, and there are films like you know, Enemy of the State where there's a, a film you don't make um, yeah, songs or music videos for. And he's right, like Enemy of the State was definitely not one he should have ever yeah uh, Enemy of the Song State War. is
1: so good it is so good that movie to me still holds up today
0: oh like I, I love I love um, uh, Enemy of the State like Enemy of the State is probably like one of my favorite movies yeah I used to like rewatch. watch well I used to re-watch Men in Back a lot but Enemy of the State I used to re-watch a lot as well mm-hmm. so uh, unfortunately I think if you think I'm just sure I just got up his uh, IMDb his more current things, I think, are good. He was good in Aladdin. Um, have you seen Aladdin? Yes. He was good in that. I think he was good in Bright. Despite the fact that Suicide Squad was terrible, he was good in that too. Yeah. Um, But he's had quite a lot of terrible films. Uh, After Earth was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like, I haven't watched a lot of his other stuff since then. I haven't seen Collateral Beauty and Focus. and They, they just didn't look like films I would be that bored about. But one day, one day maybe.
1: 20, wasn't he in 21 Grams too? That one was... He was, was good in that one, but that was a hard watch.
0: 21 No, no, no. He was in Seven Pounds.
1: Seven Pounds, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah seven, no, that was a really good film. That actually was an amazing film. So mm-hmm. I like... I remember, remember wanting to read what, what uh, wanted to watch that for ages, and like that's actually a really quite. You know, that was again when Will Smith was like at his height. So, yeah, and
1: I, I uh, really, uh, a lot of people didn't, but I really liked I Am Legend.
0: <clears throat> oh, I loved I Am Legend. It was amazing. So yeah. that's what I mean. So I Am Legend was two thousand seven. So from yeah. nineteen ninety seven, I'd say from nineteen ninety seven, well, obviously Fresh Prince was there, but all the way up to kind of, I would say probably seven pounds is kind of when it died off for him. So, mm. like, so
1: maybe yeah. it's about 2010.
0: Oh, t- uh, seven pounds was 2008. Um, and now I haven't seen Men in Back 3, so I, don't, I can't make a comment yet.
1: Which... Well, I think you're going to have to watch it by next week.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to <laughs> That was 2012. But I, saw <clears> up, <throat> up, uh, I remember being really excited for After Earth. And I was like, oh, my God. I
1: just don't know shit. why they had to give him an accent. Like, he's not very good with accents. Like I think if if he didn't have the accent in that film, it could have been a little bit better. It still I was know, not great, but like it could have been better.
0: You know, Bad Boys One and Two, brilliant. Like <clears throat> I wrote, I, I Robot was great. Oh and, my god, know, I
1: love I Robot.
0: Shark Tale when he, I remember him being the voice of Oscar. Like... Yeah,
1: he did a song for that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what's your favorite Will Smith song?
1: Ooh, favorite Will Smith song? I don't know. It's either gonna be uh Welcome to Miami or Getting Jiggy with It.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so many good ones like Just Cruising, Men in Black, Getting Jiggy with It, like uh, even, even Wild Wild West.
1: Yeah, so Wild Wild West and Men in Black are directed by the same guy, Barry Sonnenfeld. Um I did I did love the Wild Wild West soundtrack, but the film itself was kind of
0: Oh, you know, what? I've just seen it now. I completely forgot. Independence Day. Oh, yeah. God, Such Independence Day. Yeah. it's a good movie other than one scene. Which scene? You know what seen? scene that is. You know what scene that is.
1: Oh, you hate the, the speech
0: yeah the speech awful <laughs> awful, awful today
1: scene. we celebrate our independence oh, day oh, so
0: such, great. <laughs> honestly such a bag of cheese like if ever there was a terrible scene oh come
1: on come on you can't have a film where the united states is fighting aliens without the president giving some kind of inspirational go-ho I, like go I America remember,
0: speech I remember like being in a comic shop when that came out like and everyone discussing how much they hate that scene and someone was like look like literally people were just turning around joining in saying brilliant film brilliant film but that scene awesome. um i think like, that's a
1: british thing maybe like, you british folks don't really right. like it when we get real american
0: Right. And, um but <laughs> then some guy turned around and said look you know and like literally this english guy turned around and said look you know like he actually said what you said mm-hmm. you know like likes an american film mm-hmm. americans love this stuff they lack it yes up, they, right? do. And, uh, they do they do so we were like, why do
1: you think stuff like top gun still does really well why do you think michael bay makes so much money like anytime you put the american military in the movies like americans yeah. eat that up they love it
0: oh no i no. don't you know no, i'm all for being like um like love your country and support your country but it's just it was just such cheesy <laughs> cheesy speech cheesy. <laughs> so it was um, perfect
1: it totally fit the theme for independence day
0: so do you know what, what i haven't seen is uh with will smith who's made in america
1: uh, I don't know that one.
0: Uh, Have you seen Hitch? I don't think I've seen Hitch either.
1: Oh my God, you got to watch. Hitch is so good. Hitch is really, really good.
0: I saw all of Fresh Prince. I know that. Um, yeah, I've not seen Hitch. I've seen uh, Ali. I thought I saw Ali at the cinema. H- yeah.
1: Hitch is good. Him Him and Kevin James are really good together. They're I saw
0: really Iron funny. I, I emerged with the cinema scared the crap out of me. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, well anyway, to come back to this movie, which is actually while we're here, this is like the top of Will Smith's game. They, they, you know, this was gonna sell. Like yeah. it, you stuck it. This is back when you know certain celebrities would sell mm-hmm. content before we had streaming platforms and cinemas were the only go-to for new content. And, you know, you know, this is back when you had to wait sometimes six to eight months before it came out on DVD or like, you know, so the the gap between the cinema and any kind of physical media release was so huge. Yeah. There was bigger numbers at the cinema. And I remember going to see the cinema uh, to see this, actually, I went with all my family. I still remember going to see it in a cinema in Bob Regis, um, which you don't know but it's near the beach and like we went loads of us like loads of my mom and dad's friends and my friends we we loaded up two
1: carloads of kids and all went because i was still i think i was still in middle school when this came out so uh we, we it was like the whole neighborhood my whole neighborhood gang of kids all went and it was so much fun it's
0: crazy how like certain things like that you remember like you know, the certain films and probably just, I remember seeing it, but I kind of where well, it was for this film, yeah, it was a big like yeah. a big thing back then. Like, I just, so.
1: when the first film came out, it it was it was unlike anything we had seen at the time. Like, at that point in 1997, like, this felt like it was a far more futuristic film. Like, now a lot of the CGI does not hold up very well, but mm. back then, like, this film was a, like, a beyond its time and it was just it was so cool everything about this film when it first came out was so cool
0: so we've touched on like how well how wonderful will smith was back in that peak time you know obviously um how, how you know like we thought this was a cool film and obviously mm-hmm. a lot of his content was good but just i guess what are your summary of your thoughts on the actual the, the plot of the movie itself.
1: so watching it again um it a lot of it is sort of that forced humor that I don't really enjoy anymore um so a lot of the jokes don't quite land now like they did back then um but I really like as far as plot and that kind of thing like I mean it's a film about aliens that live among us that have like their own bureaucratic agency that they report to so like your suspension of belief is already out the window anyway so everything was like plot wise and what was happening and the characters, the aliens, the villain, like all of that stuff was very much in line with expectations for the film. So I didn't, I don't have a problem with any of that even now, but it's just sort of the writing um, has not aged well. And the dialogue, the, uh, the, not dialogue, the, um, the CGI has not aged well. So watching it again, it was like, uh, yeah, I mean, this was super, super cool when I was a teenager, but like, It's not quite as cool anymore just because we've come so far nowadays. Um, it's still fun to go back and rewatch it, but definitely not as exciting this time around as it was back then.
0: Yeah, I, I, I back then, I think kind of now versus then, when this first came out, I must have rewatched this loads. Mm -hmm. I, I loved going to the cinema, see it, and really excited by it and when it when it came out on dvd i could just it would be a film i'd constantly go back to and yeah like yeah back then the humor i really loved nothing wrong with the humor now um but like you say i think our humor in films we kind of expect a bit more and yeah i think this humor is very much in line with i'd say like a bit avengers like disney well i mean this is a Marvel movie essentially. Um, that kind of humor, you know, the, mm. the one-liners, the <clears throat> the um the joss whedon style one-liners. Yeah,
1: it feels it feels very much like Joss Whedon. And I think that like, but in the sense of we're pushing these jokes every chance we get versus a letting letting them just kind of like naturally pop up. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah. um but I love the idea that, that actually is a clandestine organization. Right. And but how like they're so far <clears> advanced <throat> than, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> than, like it's like they're crazily advanced, you know, like the tiny little guns that like, same size of a match matchbox can like blow a hole in a car and how they've got these devices that are a racial memory and yeah, that kind of thing. Like they've got all this crazy technology. And I, what I love is just how they get this New York copper um, who is joining trying to join this agency and how how he's kind of like the new blood into this sort of old organization, yeah, uh, and they're changing the mold because everybody else has come in is like some sort of like Navy Seal or like you know, um, yeah, uh,
1: we're looking for the best of the best of the best,
0: so. yeah, F- FBI, <laughs> FBI, or whatever. And then they're just bringing in this New York like detective, <clears throat> detective guy, or whatever.
1: Well, he chased like, down a cephalopod on foot, so yeah, exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> but, they, but they're kind of like shaking up the organization a little bit. They're yeah. this new guy. Um and you know, I love the fact that although Tommy D. Jones does have humour in this film, he kind of represents the old ways. And yeah. Will Smith is like the new blood and, yeah. and all this kind of thing. So yeah. and then, you know, obviously they I, I love that it's kind of like they do this obviously in the first, you know, I haven't seen number three yet, but it's kind of like the movie has it like a case that they kind of have to work. Yeah. And and and, and I feel like once that case is resolved probably a day or two later they'll be on another case and another case because Tommy Lee Jones does make a reference about you know what yeah this is kind of like a normal thing that they do save the universe so uh the men in black are just saving the universe basically so yeah yeah, I I don't know like I I love the style of it Mm -hmm. and it's very 90s obviously and I'm and I haven't seen the fourth one so I I kind of, in a way, like want to see how this compares to later movies. So yeah. I do think, yeah, you know, one and two are very close in terms of the styling.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <clears> the dialogue, <throat> uh, the world building. I, I, I absolutely love just even things like, um, is it Jeeps, the, the guy who sells yes. the guns under the counter. Yeah. Just like, but what I love about that whole thing is, Will Smith knows him from being a detective yeah, like, as, as a guy who sort of probably sells I don't know, counterfeit goods or whatever Yeah,
1: stolen but, stuff
0: yeah, yeah, and then Kay knows him for selling like yeah. alien technology. International
1: alien arms yeah. dealer yeah. But,
0: but it's kind of crazy to think that these aliens are living these dual lives that me and you, if we saw them, would just think they're, I don't know, a basketball player or a guy yeah. who runs a convenience store but then people like Kay know them because they're Actually, like aliens and, and yes, yeah, you know, all this crazy stuff, and how they make a lot of references throughout both films. Yeah. Um, that people we know that are even famous, like,
1: yeah, like yeah. Elvis, it's like, you know, Elvis <laughs> is dead, right? No, he is not, he just went home.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that was an unnecessary one liner, which it, <laughs> it was probably really funny back then, but I did not laugh this time around, so I was like, I, I remembered it, like, yeah, but it's, it's like, yeah, this isn't. Anywhere near as funny as it was back then. But yeah, I think people probably laughed their asses off back then they just came. Oh yeah. Uh no, he's not the kid. He just went like, like it's, it's a good line. He just just didn't age at well. Um but anyway. Do you have any favorite characters in the film?
1: Um <clears throat> favorite character. I really liked the bug. Like oh, I, Edgar, I thought. Edgar. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio was so good, and like, so me and me and my best friend, like, we used to we Skin's loved... hanging
0: loose. Like, yeah, oh my god, that. we
1: used to do that all the time. Like the oh. the way that his wife talks, we always thought her accent was so funny. He's like, air your skin is hanging off your bones, here." And it's just oh, like, uh, oh my Beatrice. god, we quoted that all the time. Beatrice. Yes. Like she,
0: she, I, you know, I love the way she talks. The shame mm-hmm. she talks in more of the movie. Yeah. Like, the way she talks very, like, one syllable. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like, one tone. That that That's a skill in an acting. But as an actor, I think, that's to to, yeah. like, pull that off. I, I can't imagine anybody ever speaks in, like, one no. tone.
1: I, well, I mean, depending on how rural you choose to go, I mean, I'm sure you find people like that. But, like, in the city, not so much. But, yeah, I did. I love the bug. I love the, the way that D'Onofrio like moves his body once he gets taken over by the bug like he just is perpetually uncomfortable and it just is like he is acting all the way to his fingertips like and like he's just putting so much effort and energy into the part and it really pays off because like I don't know I just I just like he's the best character to me in in the film um even oh, yeah. after he loses his skin at the very end and it's just like a gigantic cockroach, which uh, so like oh. I'm I, not terrified, but like I do not like roaches at all like I can't stand roaches spiders and worms, like I'm fine with that, but like roaches I can't deal with. so like I spent most of this movie anytime any of the bug scenes happen, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait like I close <laughs> my eyes or I turn my head like I oh i hate the creepy qualities like that but i think
0: vincent Duffner was really good at it i just love like the scene where he goes into um uh is it the morgue and the guy's like get the, the yeah the, the, the fly swatter bu- the bug bu- bu- yeah the fly swatter and like he's like don't do that yeah like don't do that <laughs> like, and you're like you know this guy's gonna like lose his shit
1: like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah, I don't know my like, favorite character I, I really want to say like Jeeves like, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I love Tony Shalhoub
0: he's just so funny. like yeah. and how like, but that that scene as well is just so good because it's a bit like what I said a minute ago about the two worlds thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: like when Kay blows his head off and like Jay instantly turns his gun on Kay he's like yeah he weapon down or blah, blah whatever and then suddenly seen his head grown back. Yeah. Like this tight tiny little like acorn is suddenly like and then suddenly he's like you yeah. know bobbling around and like and it's like and then on the way out they're both like in J- case J- like I'll be back whatever in case like uh on Will Smith's character's like yeah I'll be back too dear yeah, for all that yeah, but but he he's honestly so good as that like in that that scene he's just absolutely hilarious. Like
1: yeah.
0: um he's in um uh, what's it called? That TV yeah. show that I love. Monk. No, The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel.
1: Oh, I don't watch that.
0: Oh, uh, like, that's not normally, like, the kind of show, like, I would watch, but um, it, it's, he's absolutely hilarious in that, too. So, um, anyway, he's, like, one of my favorites in this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do like Jeeps. I, I guess if I was, such, like, I feel like we should choose. If you, would you choose Kay or would you choose J?
1: Oh, in this first film? I would definitely choose K. He's
0: really good at this. um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to choose. I'll go. I'll choose J. I'll be team J.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I also like the beginning of the film too, the way that it opens and he's just kind of casually speaking Spanish to all of these illegal immigrants and then picks this one guy and starts speaking Spanish. And obviously this, this guy cannot understand a word of Spanish. And hmm. just the way that Tommy Lee Jones is so giggly. So straight with it. Like, yeah. Oh, like. man. I just, I love it.
0: Have you seen U.S. Marshals?
1: Of course. I mean, it's The Fugitive US. is better, but I've seen U.S. Marshals, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I love
0: U.S. Marshals. I, no, I love The Fugitive too, but I actually will sometimes just put U.S. Marshals on, like mm-hmm. on its own. Like, I wouldn't necessarily watch The Fugitive, but I've actually seen U.S. Marshals more than The Fugitive.
1: Oh, no. Um, I used to be obsessed with The Fugitive when I was a kid.
0: So the open scene um, of Tommy Lee Jones' character where he's dressed as the chicken. Yeah. Like, honestly, so good. Like, that, <laughs> that, came out, that came out around, I think, 1998 or something. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that came out a year after this. I haven't looked it up, but from memory, I think it's 1998. Uh, that scene where Tommy Lee Jones does a whole raid dressed as a chicken, and how, like, it's just so straight throughout, like, that scene. <laughs> but I think that's where, like, Tommy Lee Jones is, is embracing comedy. Yeah. Even in Even in serious films like U.S. Marshals. And I think Tommy Lee Jones handles comedy so well mm-hmm. for someone. Like, because Tommy Lee Jones, I think, is, like, Morgan Freeman. is like Will Smith. They just play the same role in yeah. whatever they can. Yeah. And, Unlike Vincent D'Affrono, who is very much, you can see... Yeah, the,
1: he's definitely a character actor.
0: He's very versatile. Like yeah. You compare him to, obviously, Daredevil versus this. You yeah. Know? Uh, and I've seen other things where I've been shocked it was him as well. Like, he mm-hmm. changes appearance really well. Well, I do think Tony Jones, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, they're all those kind of just the same, yeah. same characters. Well, I mean, but you
1: hire them fast. to be themselves. Like, you hire Samuel L. Jackson to be Samuel L. Jackson. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no way you're going to write a part for Samuel L. Jackson and expect him to do anything other than his normal self.
0: So, yeah. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. But yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think for me, so talking about the actual structure of the film, I think <clears> it's structured <throat> really well in terms of this is a great origin film.
1: Yeah.
0: They do really well, but they introduce you to Kay, first of yeah. all. And the fact that it's a part, they have a sort of partnership that he kind of, his partner decides to leave. And then yeah. he's now looking for a new partner. And I love how they, interlace those scenes with introducing Jay, obviously meeting an alien and then we also get the introduction of the villain of the movie which is Edgar, the, you know, the mm-hmm. sort of the, the insect man and, and I love the fact that actually when one scene finishes we get another one and chop and change etc and we, we haven't spoke about Laurel who works in the morgue mm-hmm. uh, so, so she has small roles as well and it was quite obvious that we were going to end it with a Jay Laurel mm-hmm. uh, sort of body cult thing at the end and um, how they were going to um, take, because obviously Kay retires in this film. Yeah. so like, That, that was, it was his last mission. So I'm assuming that the people that made this film thought that this was going to be a one and done. So
1: yeah,
0: so they, that it was not going to make the they probably thought it makes something because you're not going to make it and think, oh, this is going to lose money or not do very well but they probably didn't think it was going to make the money it made. So yeah, like, oh. and
1: then back in the 90s, like that was, that was a lot. This movie made $590 million on a $90 million budget, which means it made half a million dollars in profit.
0: So I would imagine Bill Smith probably didn't get paid that much. I imagine Tommy Jones would still pay for So uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe the same then.
1: Yeah, because they both have top billing. So I would assume yeah. that they're both the same. I mean, that's yeah. that's my guess.
0: Mm, interesting to know. Let us know in the comments. So if anybody knows the answer to this question. Yeah. But but yeah, so I, I, I personally wouldn't change anything about this movie. I don't there's anything particularly worth cutting or anything. I think they did pretty well with the introduction. I think the speed and the pace of it was done really well. Um, and Plus here, yeah, like I said, the human was very 90s. Yeah, it, that's probably
1: where, the only thing I would have changed. Like the, especially the joke in the morgue where where she's trying to get him to understand that Edgar is like oh, under that, the table, yeah. and he's all like, "Yeah, we can do this," but you know, I got to be the one in charge. I got to drive. Yada yada. I definitely I would change that. Part, oh, but... that that yeah,
0: that's sorry, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, that, yeah. That actually, sorry, that's yeah, completely forgot. I wish I'd written it that down. That's one scene I felt like. Was very uncomfortable now.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was that cre- that is it was definitely creepy. what did not age well for yeah, sure. That's yeah,
0: that scene where where Edgar was underneath the table thing, grabbing her leg like yeah. a hostage, and he was she was like, I really want to show you what's down here. And he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. He's like, slow down, slow down. Yeah, forever. exactly. Like, and, and and he's like completely like sexes on the brain. She's yeah. like, in the end, look, what are you not get about yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah, that that, that whole scene was, yeah, that was very, very uh, not now. Yeah. (laughs) um, They should go back and redo that scene. But, like, actually, no, to be honest, they shouldn't redo that scene because I think we've learned that those things are not appropriate. So, yeah, um, I think there's a lot of films where those kind of scenes or worse are in movies. And actually, I think it's good to remind ourselves
1: of how far we've come.
0: Not, that's not, or really not how you how you talk to somebody when they're trying to tell you to look underneath a counter. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: She's trying to tell you to look under a counter. It's not to do something sexual. It's yeah. To look under the bloody counter, right? yeah. You know, but I, I can't imagine ever going into a workplace and somebody saying to me, "Can you look under the counter?" Oh, okay. We're going to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love how you make that jump. That's not
1: a natural I- progression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like yeah yeah, there's no no foreplay there's no dating literally I met you about 10 minutes ago so uh yeah is you know the more you think about that scene actually how did they even think that was appropriate like yeah so uh, like a
1: lot I like that that's the one thing I really like and again this is going back and watching this film now as I'm older and it's just like the way that they wrote her entire character was just kind of like are you you're you're just like the sexy other lady like that's that's your role um so it it gets worse in the second film though so i thought she i thought
0: she was funny like her lines were funny i thought yeah um and i love the fact that she was curious about like she didn't trust k thought but thought jay was like on her side but actually they were together (laughs) so anyway rating out of five
1: uh back then uh middle school me gives this a five uh, yeah. But uh, today, Jasmine gives this uh, three.
0: I don't know. I think I feel like yeah. I probably would have given this. I would have given this a five back then. I absolutely love this movie. But yeah. now, yeah, I'm probably be on board with that three out of five as well. So I, I would have given this. I would have given this five back then. Yeah, 100%. for sure. So Men in Black Two came out a little bit later, 2002. Uh huh. So. I'd left college. Actually, I was probably in my first or second year of full-time employment at that point. So uh, I
1: was starting college.
0: I I do not remember where I saw this film. I can't can't remember. Can't remember the cinema or when it got released. So anyway, it was based on the comic again, as we've said, written by Robert Gordon and Barry. FanRO, FanRO, I don't know. Anyway, directed by Barry <laughs> Sonnenfield. Pretty much everybody's back. So Tommy Jones is back, got Smith is back. We've got some new people Lara Flynn Boyle, Johnny Knoxville, <clears> Rosario <throat> Dawson, who is brilliant at everything. Um, our guy Jeeves is back. Uh, yeah. Tony, Tony, shall Shal- we? Shal- 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 Sh- I don't know. Uh, and Rip Fawn is back, who plays Zed who has one of the weirdest scenes of all time in this movie. Yes. So, yeah. so stupid, like, honestly. yeah, uh, I think they really tried to push comedy in this film. So. Yeah,
1: that was the biggest thing I noticed about this one.
0: So, uh, released on the 3rd of July, 2002, and ran for 88 minutes. Might Shorter than the first one. Slightly more money was spent, 140 million, made less money than the last one. 441.8 million us dollars but
1: 440 million is still nothing to sneeze at
0: well that's hence why they got a third one so.
1: <clears throat> and a fourth one. <laughs> uh, well,
0: yeah. well yeah, a third one in, in the cars yeah so uh july 2002 agent J has become a top agent and has developed a habit of neuralizing partners as he feels emotionally unfit to cope with the work when he is called to investigate the murder of an alien then at his pizzeria, waitress Laura, tells him that the murderers are... Serlina. A, yeah, a shape-shifting worm-like... Pilothian. Yeah, there you go. Who has taken the form of Victoria's secret lingerie model and her two-headed serpent, Scrad and Charlie. Laura, Laura says that they were looking for something called the light of Zephora. zartha uh, je- Zarba, they go. Jay is strongly attracted to Laura, and in violation of M.I.B. rules, does not neuralise her to erase her memories. So,
1: oh uh, boy,
0: I feel like this is very much like Blade Two. Like they, they didn't. You know, with Blade Two, they um bring back uh Blade's mentor guy very quickly. In the movie. Whistler, yeah, Whistler. Yeah. They bring him back very quickly because again, I think they thought shit. This made a load like, of money. We've got to bring back Blade Badger, bring back Whistler, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much like that we're like yep we need to bring back we'll bring back we need to bring back jay and K.
1: yeah uh,
0: however we did neuralize k so yeah. we will have to spend so- the first 15 minutes on doing that yeah exactly <laughs> however how i would say they did it well so uh, anyway this so do you think uh this one's still good money like do you feel like it sort of carried on well as a sequel
1: i mean compared to the first one this one felt like such a letdown Honestly, I think this—it's—I—I want to say I haven't watched three in a while, but I want to say that this one is probably the worst in the entire franchise. Um, can't
0: can't say yet.
1: (laughs) So I think like it, it carried on the story well, like the the plot points that they pick up on and the story that they're trying to tell in this one, it all very much fits within the world that they built in the first film. However. I don't think very much else works in this film. <laughs> like the humor seems way more forced than it did in the first oh. one. There's like the, like, I think it was just like Laura Flynn Boyle's heyday. Cause she was on, she was big on TV at the time. And so it was like, I don't know why you would have cast her as the villain oh. other than the fact that she was just already popular on TV. Um, so it's just like a lot of the, a lot of this felt so, Uh, disjointed to me um Johnny Knoxville I think again he was very popular with Jackass so I can see why they would have picked him to be in this film and his character for the for the type of character it was like he was a perfect casting for a role like that but um I don't know I just this one was much harder to enjoy like it didn't have the same kind of like oh my god this is all really cool kind of feel Uh that the first film did
0: I think I, I remember at the time really loving this film and enjoying it when it came out. Mm. I was really pleased that there was a sequel because I loved the first one so much. So I was, I did lap this up. Um, I remember really enjoying it. I, I, I still remember at the time hating the scene with Kay. Like, sorry, what Kay was said. I thought that. Yeah, that oh, him fighting Zerlina? Yeah, that was yeah. so stupid. Like, I. I love the fact that they did go and undo K, and mm-hmm. they didn't just... What I thought was actually really good was throughout this movie, though, they didn't just bring him back and then kind of draw a line under it. They made the bringing him back an entire plot line throughout the whole film. Yeah. Which I think was done really well. I don't know, like, if that was part of the plan thing following the first one. Uh, I thought it was good that they didn't just sort of... You know, like, sometimes they wipe these things under the carpet pretty quickly. Yeah. Like they, they, like,
1: get off. you back to your old self and then pretend, like, whatever happened never happened. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, I, lo- I love the fact that that was a plot point throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Rosie daughter's character and Jay kind of do have a romantic attachment, mm-hmm. and K Kay- kind of steps in as this, like, fatherly figure for both of them. So, yeah. But um,
1: is Kay the father? I
0: I don't know. Like I didn't that's not something I'd ever thought before.
1: I it um, was not something I thought back then, but it was definitely something I thought this time around watching I mean,
0: it. I don't know, but I, I I definitely felt like he took on his fatherly sort of uh bond with Jay and with Laura. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I personally enjoyed the film back then and I I didn't hate this film. I, I I felt like it was done very quickly though. Like it felt like it was it it was just like done over like a day. It was done like, very <laughs> Yeah. Like the whole I kind of don't like it when movies are just you know, like over a day or a few hours. I don't well, know. Well, the they
1: point. were on a tight time schedule because the uh what do they call the Archilians? The Archilians were like, uh uh-uh, uh, you got one galactic week, which is an hour. You have an yeah. hour to figure your shit out no, or we're gonna no, destroy no.
0: the earth. No, I know, I know, I know they were given, the in the film, I mean, they, I know they were given that real short window, but I kind of, yeah. kind of like, when, I think what it is, is because with movies that I enjoy, especially franchise movies like this, where you get to see, pick up the characters for that brief moment, you yeah. know, like the Lethal Weapon franchise, like, you've got four of those films, and I feel like when you go and pick up a franchise film like this, and these characters you love, and I do love Jane, I do love Kay and then picking these characters up and you know you've only got them for this movie before a potential next one comes out in
1: yeah. four
0: years time. I feel like when you've got a movie that's set over sort of a couple of weeks you have different scenes you get to kind of enjoy some more character development but what I realise about these films is there's very little in the way of character development. These yeah. are just fun action <laughs> films
1: yeah and, yeah
0: and i think kind of my, my brain that wants character development is to switch itself off for these type of films and, yes
1: most definitely and,
0: I, and you're not going to get that so this no, is no, a, no, 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 essentially no. this is a comedy fun action film
1: yeah i mean it's it follows the buddy cop formula that works really well like yeah. lethal weapon is essentially a buddy cop film so men in black is not too different from that
0: yeah um okay so did you have a favorite character
1: Favorite character this time around? Um, honestly, I liked Kay again. I think if I had to pick a second favorite character, it would be the worms, the, the <laughs> four of them. Like, I don't, I don't know their name. They have names, but I just don't know their names. But the worms would be my second favorite characters.
0: I, I Laura was definitely like my favorite. I think Rosia Dawson is brilliant in everything she's in. But I loved sort of how courageous but also cute she was at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved her playing Twister with the worms. Yeah. But I also loved, like, how she convinces Will Smith's character to not neuralise her, but how mm-hmm. she empathises with him, saying that must be very lonely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like, what you're doing, like, you know, how you can never have any connections. And because of that, that line where she recognises she's about to be neuralised, and I don't think it was intentional to um, uh, manipulate him. She was just empathising with him for a split, split yeah. second before she realised she was about to never know, because she said, like, well, we'll never know each other again and that must be very lonely. And then he's, like, puts it away. Mm-hmm. So I love that how she builds that bond with him quite quickly. So I, I think Rosario Dawson is a great actress anyway. Like yeah. always been a
1: fan of I that. love Rosario Dawson.
0: But, but like, her, her, her character, Laura, I think is brilliant. And at, that moment at the end where obviously nothing happens between Will Smith and that character in the film, but they obviously like each other. Yeah. And when she has to save the world, she sort of turns and looks at him and is like, it's not so fair. Unfair.
1: yeah. Like,
0: and I was like, that's so true. Even if you took <laughs> away all the sci-fi stuff, sometimes you do in life meet someone and mm-hmm. you like, know it's just not going to happen. Just, timing
1: is just characters. off.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the timing is just off and like yeah. like there's so many times where I don't know, like you meet someone and it doesn't happen and I don't know, like so many people can relate to that. So oh, yeah. I thought it was just a really good line. Like when I saw that, when I saw that a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, that's just so true. <laughs> so many situations like time is so off, and she has a bigger thing to do, she has to save the you world. Gotta save
1: the save the world, save the earth.
0: Save the save the world, save the cheerleader. Yeah. yeah different different (laughs) franchise (laughs) uh anyway um throughout this movie did you have any sort of favorite scenes or uh Mm -hmm. any 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 sort of um i think the script is pretty much a copy and paste of the last one
1: yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) i i think like two two scenes stand out so when jay goes to the post office to collect k and everybody else that works at the post office is an alien that oh, yeah. was that was a really That's cool it. reveal, and he was just kind of like, most of the postal workers in the U.S. are aliens, and it's yeah. like when he said that I was like, that makes perfect sense. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I really that, enjoyed I that it. reveal, and then when Will Smith
0: starts doing that. I can't do it that. Or, 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 oh, the beatboxing, or, or, yeah, with yeah, Bismarcky, like, uh, yeah, yeah, and then, and then suddenly that that guy like just turns around and starts do it, doing it as well. Yeah, and then one by one you just see them that reveal, and then they yeah. get the. the uh, the, the sorter, the, the, the sorter, and underneath is a guy with like eight arms. Yeah, smoking a cigarette. But like, how cool K is that he just takes a cigarette. No smoking. Off yeah, no smoking. Yeah. A, but it almost felt like to me before he even got his memory back that he knew. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt like to me. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like they implied that in the first film like the way that they kind of address deja vu where it's like i feel like i know you from somewhere but like i can't quite put my finger on it so i think it's it was definitely one of those kinds of i feel like there's something missing but i can't quite put my finger on what is missing from my life um but yeah i i like i did like the way that they kind of played up on that theme throughout the whole film um, and the other scene that I really liked, which is really stupid, it's the scene where they finally go back to MIB headquarters and the worms are too scared to do anything. <laughs> and so okay, ends up like shooting the robots and like they're in the scene in the elevator. <laughs> that scene really cracked me up.
0: I would like to, the thing I would definitely have changed about this movie is I would like to have seen more of Frank. I think Frank should have been in a much bigger role this mm, movie yeah uh, and you know you know how they like had the asian uh T, the guy who played the tick yes um patrick warburton mm-hmm. i i, I could have even though i thought he was good i could have done about him and just had like frank the dog for his partner yeah uh for out, until they brought back k so
1: yeah
0: the other thing i would like them to have done is address the fact that the um more gravy was not in the film
1: Oh yeah. So I looked that up and it turns out the writers were just like, the way that we developed the story, like the role that she would have had would not have been big enough. And I was yeah. like, yeah, but then you could have written something different. Like why, yeah. why did you have to write it this way? I mean, I guess, cause like this whole thing was sort of like a swan song to bring Kay back, but yeah. I don't know. I was really disappointed that she wasn't in this one because like she was so weird in the first film and like she would have been a perfect fit in this kind of environment, I think.
0: I think they probably just wrote her for the first one thinking it was going to be a one and done.
1: Yeah, and maybe. Then,
0: and, then, and then they probably would have just had her back for one scene in the second one. And-
1: yeah, and that's that's pretty much what they said. Like if if we had her back, it would have been short. and And so like that throwaway line where they were like, well, she wanted to go back to the morgue. So I just gave her exactly what she wanted.
0: So um anyway favorite scenes like I love again Jeeves, his scene. Oh I got the
1: the one-liner that Tommy says when he's like, or no, when um when Jay is like, how'd you know his head was gonna grow back? And he's like, oh, it
0: grows
1: grows back.
0: back. (laughs) I know, I know, I (laughs) thought that was good too. It's like, <laughs> i do gonna go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I love about Jeeves is how he's like, you know, I've had your back since day one. Then yeah. these other guys run in. He's like, they're over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, had your since day one, mate. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, his loyalty is paper thin.
1: Oh so. yeah, it's very paper thin with dead presidents on it. Yes, yeah. sure
0: Yeah. Uh I think favorite scene for me. Well, there's there's actually so many good scenes. I do think Rosia Dawson's character steals a lot of the favourites for me. I love the twist to see. I think it's hilarious. Um, I I do love the little moments, though, that they throw in there, like when J and K open the locker, and there's this, like, whole community of tiny agents yes. in this locker. They're like, "All oh, hail hey, okay. Ah, da, da yeah uh, and then jay <laughs> J- puts his watch in or whatever they're all oh, hell, jay yeah. uh, and i was like it's crazy to these people that like jay and k are like their their deity so mm. uh and then i love at the end how they put the little creatures in jay's locker and he's like man you can't leave them in there like you know whatever and then Kay's like little do you know and then he opens this locker to this other world or whatever yeah very similar to how they ended the first one.
1: Yes, with the marbles and galaxies. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um yeah, there's so many good moments in this film, like tiny little moments I think are cool. But yeah, so uh right, I'd love to know what you would rate this because uh
1: I think we're gonna be way different on this one. Okay, so back then I really disliked this film the first time I saw it. Um so back then my original rating probably would have been a three. Mm. And now I'd probably give it Like a two and a
0: half. I think probably about then I would have given this a four. I did really enjoy this about then. I I probably would just give it a three. So I, yeah, my three. That's it. So
1: So three and three so far.
0: Yeah, three and three. So we'll have uh, to see what next week brings. I'm curious. You know, I'm actually really, I'm super
1: curious because you've never seen these two.
0: Uh, So number three, I haven't seen at all. Like completely at all. I have seen about the first 10-15 minutes of International Uh and and that was it. So I I, yeah, so these are gonna be a first three. So next week, (laughs) so next week we are reviewing Men in Black three from 2012 and Men in Black International from 2019. I am hoping, like I'd love it if Will Smith and Tommy Jackson were in International somehow, like a cameo or something i'd be really annoyed (laughs) um or like even just little things like the worms or frank or Mm -hmm. something like i don't know i don't know is is Zed even in the the international so
1: i'm not telling uh, you anything
0: i i I just hope that it's not like just just like completely although
1: i feel like you should like international because it's it's british
0: no i know it's set in the uk but i (laughs) I, oh, it is set in, mainly set in the UK. I think from memory it started in New York or something. I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't, literally can't remember. I, could, I, I probably, some of these questions I've just asked, I probably know the answer to, but I literally can't remember. I watched like the first 10 minutes and I wasn't that bothered about it, so I turned it off. So I worked through both <laughs> of them. So, well, yeah, so next week we're going to be covering off our Men in Black world. And yep. um, You can follow us on social media, Geeks and Hitch everywhere, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.
1: And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank
0: you very much for listening.
1: Good journey.